0: For for me, it's just you know continue to reach out to as many people as possible, have really genuine conversations, understand what their challenges are, either you know as a customer for hiring, you know, and their situation, and then really offer how I can help them better their situation. Welcome to Sales Pipe Pros Podcast. Here's your host, Mike Petrosian.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome to Sales Pipe Pros. Today, I have a very special guest. She is a rock star turned entrepreneur, started in sales recruiting, and now has her own business with five locations across U.S., managing over 100 employees. And I'm super excited to have her. Carolyn Betts Fleming, welcome.
0: Thanks for having me, Mike.
1: Absolutely. So excited to have you. How are you? Uh, I know we're in the COVID crisis right now. How are you, first of all, coping with all of that?
0: Hanging in there, you know, um, move my Peloton into my dining room by the window. (laughs) And um, yeah, just, it's, it's not too bad. We have a good amount of space for the city, but two weeks into working from home, I'm definitely uh, ready to be back in our office with all of our teams. So hoping that happens, um, you know, sooner rather than later, but prepared to be on lockdown for a while.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, totally. We have to protect ourselves, but at the same time especially for us salespeople, we like to be out there networking, shaking hands and whatnot. So clearly none of that happened But prior to COVID, prior to you starting the business, let's just start it off from your background. How did you get started in sales? Tell us a little bit about how it all started for Carolyn.
0: Yeah, well, to start, I always loved sales. As a kid, I was, you know, would win all the contests with campfire candy and magazines and and <laughs> all that. And um, so I went to UNC Chapel Hill, graduated, moved back to the Bay Area. I'm a Bay Area native, and my first job uh, was actually selling ads in the Yellow Pages, and that was back when they had the actual book. Um, and so Um, door to door, which um, obviously people aren't doing that right now with COVID. And uh, so I did that for a year and cut my teeth in B2B sales, small business, obviously. And um, when I knew I wanted to move on from that, I basically fell into recruiting. I saw an ad on Craigslist. Um, I mailed my resume in and uh, they called me and brought me in. And I they were looking at me as a candidate and I was confused and I was like, well, what about me working here? It seemed like a cool small boutique uh, company and everyone was, seemed like they were having a lot of fun. And so I worked there for four years. And, and then I, I left and I did advertising sales or media stats at careerbuilder.com and I did enterprise sales. So a fortune 500 companies, some of my clients were Mac, Symantec, Netflix, wow. uh, Levi's, and i uh, and then, you know, that was where uh, the idea of Bets Recruiting was born. And actually, I, when I worked at Andiamo Group, which was the boutique, I, I'd always thought about the potential of starting my own company and my own agency specifically, uh, but I wasn't quite ready when I was leaving there. And so at Career Builder, I absolutely loved selling technology into large companies. However, I felt that a lot of the service side was missing. And so um, I took the plunge and started with just me about 10 years ago in my one bedroom apartment in uh, the marina (laughs) and um, (laughs) here we are you know 10 years later um, over 100 people and um, with not only a services business but a technology platform as well that's connect
1: yeah i remember you folks started off as just doing sales or do i have that wrong and then you guys transitioned into technology operations leadership etc correct
0: Yeah. So it was, yeah, sales. So all types of sales, SDR, AE, enterprise, et cetera. And then we also evolved into doing marketing, sales leadership, CSM, sales engineering, but no technical stuff. And then we do some people operations, recruiters, et cetera, uh, but no accounting finance, just really, we call it go to market. So anyone on the go to market team, that's going to go and take your product to market.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about your sales style. You, you mentioned you did enterprise sales. Did you have a specific methodology that you follow, like a Sandler, a medic anything along those lines that attributed to your success of starting a business?
0: You know, not really. And you know, I've read a lot of these books, and you know, the Challenger Sale, et cetera. And you know, for me, I, it really comes down to relationships and you know, building relationships with people in general. And so I think that that was why I've, I've flocked to recruiting in general. And of, it's really interesting that over the years, and and also just execution, right. And, and, you know, I think that for me, it's, you know, the relationship and it's just making it happen, right. Every day, wake up, you know, I I never was a big fan of counting phone calls or any of that stuff. And we obviously have, you know, metrics within vets and, and a process. Uh, however, for me, it's just, you know, continue to reach out to as many people as possible, have really genuine conversations, understand what their challenges are, either, you know, as a customer for hiring, you know, and their situation and then really offer how I can help them better their situation. So, um, no real methodology there.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm, I like the the way you mentioned the relationship aspect. So I read Challenger Sale, and yeah. apparently I found out that I was the relationship guy. And <laughs> in the Challenger Sale, it said that that is the worst. <laughs> that's the worst portion to have in in order to be in sale. You have to be a challenger. And relationships, you know, they don't sell as much. But I've done quite well for myself. Looks like you've done quite well for yourself as relationship builders. And I feel like that's the way to go is really making those bonds not selling people, but just starting conversations. And eventually, whether it's next week, next month, next year we will eventually come to terms on something. So I totally agree with you there.
0: Well I also think that once the relationship is there, then you can have conversations about right. you, know, us, you know how they're running their interview process, what they're doing, you know how they're currently hiring, and you know so there is an aspect of consulting and um, advising.
1: Right. however,
0: I think that it starts with the relationship and trust uh and then you can challenge from there
1: absolutely so uh, outside of being a salesperson, you also started bringing on your own reps not just actually recruiting people, but actually managing it. How did that transition go from you being in your one bedroom apartment in the marina to now managing over a hundred reps? But let's start off with like, how was it the first few that you had to actually start managing? What was that process like?
0: Well, I was completely overwhelmed. I had, you know, over a dozen clients and anyone who's been in the recruiting business um, understands that, yeah, bringing on clients is great, but then you have to execute. And if you don't nice. follow through, if you're not sending great talent, uh, they're not moving through the process, you, you're you going to be out of business because nobody is going to want to use you anymore. <laughs> and so there was a, a fellow alum from UNC who had reached out to me. She had moved to San Francisco and I had helped her land um, a job and she – then we were. She took me out to have a glass of wine to say thank you, and I had asked, you know, what she was doing when she moved to San Francisco, and, and the job was kind of a temporary situation uh, that she had taken. And uh, anyway, I she was joining all these networking groups and you know it's a long list of all the things that I recommend our team do to then meet people and build these relationships and I was like wow you know have you ever thought about recruiting I'm completely underwater and I've been thinking about hiring somebody and you know what do you think about joining me it's kind of weird right to hire somebody when you. <laughs> so I had to like bring on an HR consultant and get an offer letter ready and um, you know get it to her and um, so then I got Our first office uh, on Market Street in the Phelan building and uh, that was back when it was a lot of like jewelry and small things before they kind of wiped that all out and put in some larger tech companies. Uh, So that was the first person and then it kind of built from there and And, you know, over the first few years, you know, every few months we were moving to larger offices and, um, you know, hiring more people just to keep up with the demand of all these companies that were scaling their sales team.
1: Right. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. Uh, Once you started hiring people, obviously you started opening offices as well. What was your second office opening like and how did you manage the employees and all the managers between both offices? Because you clearly can't be in two places at the same time but I'm sure you wanted to be involved in the business. So how does that process work?
0: Yeah, I mean, without getting into all the details (laughs) of it. um, So New York was the second office and and it was really customer based so a lot of our clients were can you help us in new york can you help us in new york and once we heard that enough times we we're like you know we should do this and we tried to do it from san francisco and we realized and and because of the value that we have of really bu- building relationships, uh, we realized we had to be there in order to be successful so i ended up moving out there temporarily uh, i got an apartment in uh the west village which was amazing nice
1: got, like, <laughs> it was and it Good it didn't last
0: that long. I kind of wish I would have stayed longer. Now, in hindsight, because New York is just so fabulous, and New York but- is New York, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, so I, I, we had we relocated a couple people out there from our San Francisco team that wanted to move to New York. And then we hired a few people from New York and ultimately somebody who was a leader who I'd worked with the Andiamo group, Amber Banks, she's a still a dear close friend of mine. She moved uh, to take over that office. She had gone in the interim to uh, work with some of the team members. And so she moved out there. We were in the same office at the same time. And anyone who knows Amber just knows that she's a complete firecracker, of course, (laughs) to be reckoned with. And so both of us uh, in the same office with a very small team, you know, it was a lot of um for lack of a better term uh, hbic kind of energy and i realized for her to take it over i had to get out and go back to san francisco and give her the reins and so she ran with it and just did a phenomenal job building a great team out there and um yeah yeah so, absolutely
1: and it, you've done that four more times it sounds like because you have five offices across the u.s right now in austin uh la i think i'm missing one new york austin LA, chicago chicago you have the best cities over there. I love all the
0: <laughs> If I don't want to travel there, we're not gonna open an office. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Um,
1: so uh, now you're managing a hundred, over a hundred employees, sales managers, directors, etc. What is that like now? Going from once again, the, the starting off with just building your own brand, building your own company, managing clients yourself. Now you've kind of just it sounds like you've stepped away from the sales side completely, and now you're managing the directors and really uh, much larger positions, how does that how do you how are you in five places at the same time?
0: You know we've been really fortunate to build an awesome culture and train a lot of people from the ground up. Right. so currently every single one of my managing directors uh, there's Leslie in Austin she was one of the top people in San Francisco and uh, so she moved out there to take over that team at one point when we had a leadership it was funny She's. I asked her if she could go interim and and fill in because we had lost a leader out there and she right. said they all call me CB and she's like okay CB I'll do this for you but I'm not moving to Austin and then she got there and uh, just fell in love with Austin fell in love with the team realized she could buy an apartment um, there and you know a condo where in the Bay Area it's a little more difficult
1: 5x probably (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) and so she's there and she's rocking and rolling with their team Uh, you know they hit their quarter number like couple weeks ago for q1 it's you know obviously coming on the end of q1 um if you're on a regular calendar fiscal year and then katie uh in chicago her boyfriend had moved there and so she started that and then same with lauren in um So Katie was from San Francisco and Lauren was one of our top people in New York and she wanted to move to LA and we had an office there and uh, the timing was right for her to take over that market. So it's all been homegrown people uh, running these offices throughout the country. And so it's really cool. And uh, we've now hired additional executive leadership um, that have more experience to help me, uh, you know, manage these people and continue to up-level them. Um, But Yeah, I guess we're just fortunate to have really built amazing people that are excited to take on the challenge to leave these markets.
1: Absolutely. You know, I love what you're talking about people. For me, there's always been three Ps when it comes to joining companies and working with companies. One is people, two is product, and then three is process. And it has to go in that specific order. The fact that you just keep talking about your people, not even talking about the processes or what your actual service is like. I love that because when you, I feel like when you take care of your people, they take care of everything else. So kudos to you on that.
0: Absolutely. I am not the process person in our <laughs> We have an operator and he is phenomenal. Um, and yeah, so I, I kind of stick to doing stuff like this and working right. with the team.
1: Absolutely. So let's get a little on the tougher question side, Carolyn. Given everything that's happening with COVID as we talked about earlier, employment unemployment's at 3.2 million across the country and right now. Things are obviously scaling down. Uh, it looks like we're kind of maybe even getting into a recession. I'm not a financial markets guy or anything by any means, but I could just tell by the numbers that things aren't looking good. Given this current time right now, this time of volatility, tell us a little bit about what it's your messaging really is,
0: tough, right? Because not only is it a very, you know, volatile time, it's, um, you know, what the first thing that people do and nobody's in the offices. Right. And so we are such a collaborative culture where we love coming into the office. We love the people that we work with. So, you know, you take crazy time and the inability to meet in person and it's really, really challenging. And, um, you know, in full transparency, we lost 70% of our racks or 60 to 70% in the last week and a half and wow. so we still have you know 30 to 40 percent of our clients that are rocking and rolling and we called every single customer to get ahead of it which was Obviously, very challenging for my team to get from one call to the next of like yep it 's on pause, on pause, on pause. Right. however, right. now the customers that we are working with are dedicated and committed to making it happen, uh, and so we 're able to really you know go back to our roots of offering the best possible service um, from our best people. We also had to do a, a reduction in force, so you know we were one hundred people uh, two weeks ago now we 're around um, 70 ish so it. um and it, we just had to make the call because of the impact to our business and it was yeah. really tough uh and you know i personally called every single person that we parted ways with and thanked them for their time because these were not people that we would have done this under any other circumstances uh yeah. and then with the, and we're going to help them obviously we're in a great position to help them find what's next so that's um Positive, Even, you know, given the circumstances and then with the people that are still here, you know We're really doubling down on the company on the customers that we have. We're doing things like a company-wide bingo night tonight I'm doing a happy hour with our leadership team um, you know nationally and you know all getting together there and um, And then we're also working with the, the tech platform. I see this as a massive opportunity uh, Because you know layoffs are happening and we have right. a platform not only with the services services business, but with Bets Connect, where we can, you know, get their profiles filled out, get all their data and, you know, start introducing them to the companies that are hiring. So there's a lot of goodness here. um, And, and, you know, we have our, our strongest players on the field. So I think people that, you know, and, and they're excited to work with the companies that are excited to partner with them. So yeah. um, it's tough, but I think we're uh, in a really good place to get through this. And I know we're going to come out the other side much stronger than we than we came into it.
1: Absolutely. And it sounds like you had a, managed your employees out very professionally. Love the fact that you called them all uh, one by one to really thank them for their service. What about, what message would you have for people that just got laid off in their other positions? How would you, what recommendations would you give them to start tackling the market back again? And uh, what advice would you give them to, you know, whether it's manage their resume better or improve their network? What would you tell those people that literally just got a pink slip?
0: Yeah. So I think that mo- now more than ever, that it, it's going to be competitive to get the jobs that are out there. And right. so you know, it and one of the reasons why we have all the data on Bet's Connect is it's very important, especially in sales and go to market, to have the numbers there. And um, that your resume, you know, it doesn't have to be on LinkedIn, but on your resume or, you know, on your Bet's Connect profile or anywhere that you're filling this out, make sure you understand the data of what your performance was at every single job and speak to that and right. understand your story of how you made it happen for that company uh, and start with that, right? Make sure it's on there because companies are going to be trying to go through, you know, the, the, pool, the the influx of candidates that are coming their way and the more that you can do to differentiate yourself and make sure that the data is there, uh, you're going to be in a better position uh, to to get that next job.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And last question for you, Carolyn, what advice, you started this 10 years ago. So I remember that was kind of a tough time as is during those, uh, there was a layoff period around 2008, 2009. So clearly you were kind of coming into a turbulent time as well what advice would you give to someone that wants to start their own business now? Cause there are going to be a lot of entrepreneurs that said, you know, I just got laid off. This is my time to shine. I have skills now, but they may not know what they're walking into. What advice would you give that person that wants to say, I want to start my own recruiting company or whatever company it may be?
0: Well, gosh, I mean, there's a lot of advice, you know, there there were, you, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, I still remember, um, I closed business and, um, the payment was passed due and they, they weren't paying on time. And you know, as somebody who always pays her bills on time, I was like, oh my God. So I, I think make sure you have some savings in place, right? That you're financially able, Because I, and I think do it, right? If you want to do it, go for it. You have nothing to lose. And um, however, just, you know, make sure you have some money saved because it's going to take longer than you think it is to get paid from customers once they start coming your way. And... Um, And just, you know, you're going to work harder than you ever have in your entire life. And you have to shift your mindset from being an employee to being an entrepreneur. This will be your baby and just be ready for that and uh, dive in and and just be super passionate uh, because that it's contagious when you love what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Well, Carolyn, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking the time to actually speak with us and give us your insight. Love what you've been doing out there. Sorry to hear about the challenges you're experiencing, but I feel like everyone is experiencing those challenges right now. But the fact that you have a smile on your face and your positive attitude towards it, I know we're all going to get through this. Uh, Continue crushing it out there and please stay in touch.
0: Thanks, Mike.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for joining. For more episodes, visit SalesPipePros.com.